This episode of the KidCast is with my lovely friend, Tony. So we chat through all things mum life. We talk about pregnancy during COVID, birth during COVID, and then just general day-to-day life of bringing up her beautiful little boy, James. shock okay um he well we didn't know the gender um baby was a surprise um i was on contraception really yeah oh wow <laughs> i was on the pill um and i just felt dead poorly one morning it was in the night sorry i felt dead poorly it was like i'd had one cider and i just didn't feel right mm-hmm. i thought have i had something that's not settled um, and then the next morning I couldn't lift my head off the pillow and I was like, I'm, I'm pregnant, I know I am. So I took the test and I was about six weeks at the time. Um, and then as soon as I found out I was pregnant, the morning sickness started. Mm. Yeah, it was weird. It's like your brain had and I was into congestion, getting to 20 weeks thinking, oh, it's going to go. And now it's going to go. <laughs> It'll pass, it'll pass. It didn't pass. Um, I just got worse as the weeks went on. Um, I had issues with my blood pressure. Baby was healthy, whole pregnancy. It was just me. Mm. Um, so I got put on all kinds of medication to try and keep it at a decent level. Um, I was in and out of Wiston twice and three times a week to be monitored. Um, I had to go for an MRI, and it's not normally common when you're pregnant yeah. because because of how ill I was. They thought I had um, a blood clot on the back of my neck, oh, wow. so they were just checking. They obviously checked yeah. for the most sinister, so I was panicking. And obviously, during pregnancy, we were still locked down. It was still having COVID, wasn't it? Yeah, so I had to go to everything yeah. by myself. Yeah, if I was kept in, I was kept in over the weekend. One weekend. Wasn't allowed a single visitor. Luckily enough, I had FaceTime, but everyone else still had to work. So mm. I just felt so isolated. Yeah. And I think getting sick made it even worse. Um, people was like checking in on me. They were meeting me at the Costa downstairs, mm. but I was not feeling it to get up, to move. Yeah. Um, so then they didn't diagnose me until I'd had James. Um, that I had preclampsia, they were like, we didn't want to tell you, we didn't want to scare you because we know how um, upsetting it can be for mm. for mums to yeah. be. So I kind of, I was grateful. I knew anyway. Um, I just didn't have the the regular symptoms that everyone gets, like swollen feet, swollen yeah. ankles. I didn't have any issues like that. It yeah. was just my blood pressure and I was couldn't sleep. Um, I was still vomiting, couldn't eat much. Um, so as I say, I was back and forth, back and forth. So um, I got induced. Um, they said they wanted to get me to thirty-eight weeks, thirty-seven weeks. I got really, really bad, and they were like, um, "Once I got the MRI results back, they were like, if this has come back with a blood clot, we'll get baby out as soon as possible.' But we do want to try and get to thirty-eight weeks." I said, "Okay." Um, I used to have to lie in the dark room because the pain that I felt in my head—it wasn't like a headache or a migraine. It was just I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, so I had my own consultant that kept in contact with me as well, which was nice instead of seeing someone else every single time. 
um, and all the midwives knew me on the ward by the time they were like are you going in now and I was like soon um, but I didn't want a section because past experience like family that had been through it it's been quite traumatic emergency so I was done everything I had to um, to try and keep baby in I had to drink four litres of water a day. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I was back up to the bathroom. I can imagine. <laughs> it's horrendous anyway. I know, yeah. I know. And um, I had to just eat, like, beige foods, nothing, like, too... But I was trying to eat curry, obviously. The fear that I got, got along, yeah. people say curry, people say this, people yeah. say that. And I was walking quite a lot, even if it was, like... Even if I was going nice and slow, at least I was out. Yeah. I had to just towards the end fight through the pain and my aim was get to 38 weeks because yeah. then we know baby's fine baby's movements and everything like was fine, all the way fine. yeah I had no issues I had no reduced movements which I was grateful for because I know a lot of moms do mm-hmm. do experience that um and then I got induced on the Tuesday and on the Sunday night I thought my waters had gone I was lying in bed watching um, something on Netflix and I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Um, so I, I, I shouted at my mum. I was like, mum, should this be normal? And she was like, um, I'm not sure. Let's just ring the hospital. Because <laughs> obviously it's been a while since she's had yeah. had kids. Um, so they rang and they said, lie down on your left. Yeah. If it's your waters, after half an hour stands up. If it's a gush, this, that and the other. It wasn't, it was still a bit of water that had come. It wasn't a big gush. So they took me in, did some of the swab, the most painful swab I think I've ever had. Wow. It, oh, it was nasty. <laughs> then trying to have a wait after that, wow. Yeah. No, wouldn't like that again. <laughs> um, yeah, so that come back and my waters hadn't gone. She said there's two parts, front and back. So, two waters? Yeah, yeah, so one of them were gone, which oh, right, isn't... Okay isn't the one that was obviously going to cause any harm. Um, and she'd seen, obviously, in my notes that I was getting induced on the Tuesday, and she was like, you'll be fine till then. But I was in on the Monday getting checked over anyway. So she said, they'll give you a sweep then um, and see how you go. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, so on the Monday I went. She was like, how are you feeling? I said, oh, I feel fine. Mm-hmm. I feel good today. She was like, we won't give you a sweep. Um, my cervix wasn't soft enough. So they sent me home, get your bags ready, you'll be back tomorrow. Um, There's a lot of back and forth, it was. Luckily enough, luckily enough, I was grateful that um, I have family members who said, said you're paying for parking, I'd drop it off. Yeah, Yeah. they were like taking in turns. So I'm grateful. And Daniel was, um, the baby star was working in the area. So he sometimes picked me up. Yeah, yeah. So... And I couldn't, it was uncomfortable to drive at this point. I've only got little legs. Mm. <laughs> you are only little. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. And obviously, like, everyone was saying, well, if anything went wrong, you're in the car you're by yeah. yourself. Yeah. 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 So, um, so it was, yeah, I was lucky like that. Or sometimes I just jumped the bus up because it's a straight run. Yeah. Um, and then someone would pick me up. But... So you went back in on a Monday? Yeah, I went back in on the Monday, two hours. Each time I was there for two hours, I think mm. I sat in the same bed about 15 times, staring out the window, <laughs> just watching the wheel go by. Mm. Um, measured the bump, had the monitor on, 
um, and baby was fine. And they were like, just go home, try and have a nice hot bath tonight, um, go for a little walk, get on the ball, just to prepare myself for the next day. So I said, yeah, that's fine, no worries. Um, and I actually slept the best that night mm. than I think I had done in months since I found out, found out I was pregnant. I just couldn't get comfy. But this one night, I think because I knew... Baby was coming. Baby was day. coming, yeah. And yeah. Um, and the whole pregnancy was coming to yeah. an end. Yeah. Um, so it goes in 10 o'clock on the Tuesday morning and... Daniel was allowed with me um, he was allowed up until nine o'clock unless I was in active labour. So I went in, there was a couple of other women, so I thought, oh, it's going to be a bit of a long, long mm. stretch now. But it wasn't. I had uh, a, a gel, sorry, so the midwife came out to me and she gave me a gel at, I think it was two o'clock. So they gave me time to eat when I first got there. They were like, because depending on circumstances you may not yeah. have a chance yeah so they were like get yourself settled mm -hmm. so yeah i had the gel i think it was two half two and i just felt like quite some tightening feelings um and i was like okay yeah i can deal with this mm. i was just walking up and down i had a book i remember just walking up and down <laughs> trying to read the book trying to keep my mind occupied yeah. and it just felt like period pains yeah um and then um she come she gave me a sweep couple of hours later she was like yeah you're dilating quite nicely but mm. uh, it, it won't be long I said okay so Daniel's like getting fed up sitting mm. there runs down to Costa gets some snacks comes <laughs> back up because he, he was like what do we do, do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I was like just stay there <laughs> I need you just there mm. um and I think he thought as men do you go in you have the baby and you come straight back out again but it wasn't like that for him a lot of weight yeah so then as the night carried on he was on the bed watching the, the telly he was just like <sighs> I was thinking you're more hot than this is for me so um I think was it about five six o'clock the pains were getting a little bit more so we just had some paracetamol mm -hmm. um and I, same again on the ball walking around as much as I could I tried to have a little nap um and then the next thing, Daniel had to go home because I wasn't dilated enough for him to stay. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. So I, I got on the bed for a little bit. I was watching something on, on the telly. I think I was watching whatever soaps that I'd been on. Um, mm. And I was like, Oof, I'm pain's kicking in now. Okay. It was like the, the lower of my back. I was thinking, oh, my pelvis is like, it's vibrating now. Here we go. Um, so the midwife, she was like, yeah, I'll come and check it in a minute. And I was like, okay, because I thought obviously there's quite a few people on the ward anyway. She was like, yeah, I'll come back in a minute. And she never checked me. And I was thinking, okay. I said to her, like, I need seen to now. I'm in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. She was like, okay, let's give you another sweep. She was like, you'd only, I think, four centimetres, five centimetres dilated. And I was like, yeah, okay. So she said, I'll give you the sweep now because you can't have another gel till so so often so yeah so many hours yeah. yeah so she was like this doesn't work we'll give you another gel she said but i'm, I'm quite confident it will so i said yeah okay she said i'll run you in a nice bath now she said i won't do it too hot just do it warm i said yeah fine um so i walked around got got in the bath and it was only just like an average bath wasn't mm -hmm. anything special and i just felt my temperature shoot through the roof 
I was just thinking, and I'd literally sat down in the bath, and I was like, I didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And then I, could, I looked at myself in the minute, I looked white as a ghost. I was thinking, something's not right. Mm-hmm. So I tried to get out the bath, and I just I felt like I was spinning. Mm-hmm. So I got on all fours to hold myself up, and I pulled the cord. The next thing, the bed was swung round. These two midwives lifted me up, put my towel around me, got me on the bed, put my dress, uh, my nighty on. Mm. And she was like, I'm really sorry, but I need to check it. She was like, oh, oh, you're eight centimetres, let's go. And I was like, she said, your body's just dilated too quickly after that sweep. I just couldn't handle it. Mm. And um, then the next thing she was like, what's your partner's name? I was like, his name's Daniel, this is his number. Luckily enough, I knew it off mm. by heart. And then the next thing, he was there and it was, I don't remember that transition from the ward to the delivery suite mm. i don't remember like it's just blurry i just remember me bags on the bed with me and then i saying i'm ringing your partner now and then the next thing all i remember is the student midwife this side and this other midwife this side and they were like hi tell me the names and i was like hi <laughs> they were like you're gonna have a baby now and i was like okay <laughs> okay and then um the student student midwife i said to her she said to me, sorry, um, I will not leave your side until your birthing partner gets here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. Never met a woman in my life, mm-hmm. but that's all I needed yeah. in that moment. Yeah. And she literally held on to me. And then he come in, he swapped. And then so she was then this side. <laughs> so I had to do it like this. And yeah, pains just got progressively worse. But I was only in active labour for three hours and 37 minutes. So I thought, wow, that was quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had quite a few doctors. My consultant was there. At one point, I had them lined up because they were checking my blood pressure. And it was just up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, and obviously, getting too high could have been a bit dangerous. But um, I was lucky that I had the opportunity for them all to be there mm-hmm. if anything did go wrong. Um, and then... I start, they asked me for a urine sample. I said, not a chance. After birth? Before. Oh. <laughs> so they took me to the toilet and I was like, no, no, I just lost quite a few blood clots. And they're like, that's okay. We'll put a catheter in, drain the bladder. And I was like, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Mm. It was just unnecessary discomfort that didn't need to happen. Mm. And then she was like, okay, you ready to push now? And I was like, eh, yeah, how? <laughs> And she was like, you listen to me and I will listen to you. The midwife, Libby, her name was, she was so calm, so relaxed, but so confident with everything she was saying. She must have only been around my age, maybe a little bit younger. And some people, like I've heard some mums in the past saying, I didn't want a young midwife, this, that and the other. I was just grateful to have any midwife there. And the student midwife as well, she was like very, very, she was picking up off what Mm -hmm. Libby was like. Um, she was very, very calm, very relaxed. And then she said to me, um, the doctor wants to get the suction cap for baby because you're struggling mm-hmm. a little bit. And we're just conscious of your, your um, blood pressure. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, they were giving me all kinds of tablets to try and bring it down. Don't know for the life of me what they were. Um, and she said, by the time this doctor goes, I'll get to this suction cap and brings it back in. We can have baby in your arms if you listen. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. So the doctor comes out. I start pushing and she's like, one more push and baby's here. And then the next thing I had this baby on my arm, on my chest. And the doctor just walked back in. 
And I was like, well, literally, she... She knew to it. Yeah. 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 And, um, and then the next thing it was, okay, Dad, so what's a baby? And he was like, tell, it's a boy. We've got our little Jimmy. <laughs> That's what his dad calls him, Jimmy. Well, he's James. Yeah. Um, and he just starts crying. And I, I, I was just looking in my arms, like, didn't have words. Yeah. Didn't know how to react, and he still to this day doesn't let me live it down. I did not cry. Steve or I didn't cry. <laughs> Steve and I didn't cry when we got married. Yeah. Steve and I didn't cry when Bella was born. I was happy. Yeah. And but I, I don't, was so relieved. <laughs> and I don't think everyone's natural reaction is to, to cry. cry. Yeah. Yeah. But Daniel really struggles with like how stuffy it was in the room. So obviously it's got to be right temperature. Mm. Oh god, yeah, it's hot. So it? he's swilling his face, yeah. and I think all of that and all that builds up, and the last sleep for him, it was just oh, yeah. thank the Lord, it's done, <laughs> kind of thing. And um, and then the next thing, I had this doctor, um, so he said the placenta just pushed itself out. She was like one little push on gasination, and you didn't really even need that. They just went bump. Yeah. Um. Because she said it was dying to get out. Second that come out, the blood pressure was straight back down to normal. And they, crazy. they were like, you could, you could see, see it all in their faces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone worries they're going to they're gonna lose quite a lot of blood in labour. And I lost a couple of like that. That was it. Mm. And I was panicking. Daniel was like, it's all over the floor. And I was like, oh, I don't want to know. Mm. And he was like, you must have lost loads. And I was like... They weigh you, don't they weigh you, plus and they weigh Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next thing I was um, shoved round to theatre, they said I'd had a third-degree tear, so I needed to um, be stitched back together in surgery because um, sometimes they can do it mm. in the birthing room. But they were like, no, we need to take you in. And I was like, okay, can I just have a drink? I needed water. I needed to hydrate myself again. They were like, no, sorry. They were like, you've got to be nil by mouth. And I said, I can't remember the last time I had a drink. <laughs> I was like, I've just pushed the baby out. I had to sign a form. Being in mind, my adrenaline was still through the yeah. roof. I was like shaking. Um, and I just signed away. I said to Daniel, I said, that looked like a two-year-old to just sign that. But I said, I wish they'd have asked that when I first got to the ward. When I was so you knew what was going yeah, to be on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. So all we could have said was if there was any chance you needed to be to go to the of X, Y, and Z, do you give permission? Or at least that's Daniel, because he mm. is my next kin. So in some situations it will be down to him. But it wasn't, it was there and then signing it. They were like, as long as you've got we've got something on paper, mm. it doesn't matter. And I thought I was in and out of surgery within like 40 minutes. And I said, you were gone for three hours. I went, what? what? And he was like, yeah, so they give me a spinal block. Because um, all I'd had was gas and aid and pethidine mm. in labour. So they gave me the spinal block. And once again, because I was still like all over the place, I'm just pushing. I had to hold onto a cushion and mm. just be bent over slightly. And they said, you move, you're paralysed. And I was like, I've just given birth. How is that possible mm. to keep still? In the end, luckily enough, I did. But um, so I was numb from the waist down. But I could still feel like tugging and pulling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they were moving my legs, and then I was lying there. And I remember, and I was dipping in and out of sleep. And they were like, "If you want to sleep, you can." And I was like, "I didn't want to sleep because I, I didn't know what they were actually doing." 
Um, so it was quite, I was quite nervous. I was quite unsettled then. And then I come round to recovery, and I was shivering, but it wasn't cold. It was, it was just mad. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't get over it. And they said to me, "Are you cold?" Because there was a, a woman on a computer there while I was just laid here, and I was like, "No, I'm not." But me, me jaws wouldn't stop, and I was literally shaking like I was, I was freezing cold, but I wasn't. Um, so they put this heated blanket on me, and I was like, "I'm sweating now. Can you take it off?" Mm. But I was still. It was mad. She said it may just be adrenaline. Yeah, 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 or because of the spinal block, and then from then on, I've had nothing but problems with my back, and it's in that one area. Mm. It I can bend down and pick the baby's bag up, and I've got to walk myself back up because of the pain. Yeah. It's I had physio. Not I think James was about twelve weeks old. I started physio, and it. I'd done the full course, but I think it was only six weeks, but it was like, it wasn't enough. Mm. I didn't feel I had benefit, I benefited much from that. And sometimes it's not necessarily muscular. No. Is it? It's no, not something yeah. that a physio can solve. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, every now and again, it just, it goes. And as I say, it can be the littlest of things. But I can carry heavy, heavy bags, heavy boxes all day. Mm. And then go home and literally pick something up off the floor, like a toy, and that's it. Mm. Some days I'm, I can't move. And that that's the most frustrating. It's like, obviously, I'm, I'm an active person as well. Mm-hmm. So... Well, with your job, so... Yeah, yeah. so that was not what, what I needed. But, yeah. yeah. Pregnancy, didn't enjoy. I, I know some people have a lovely experience with pregnancy, mm. but I think what to me the most was being so isolated as well like yeah. I think it's different if you've got someone there would you while you listen to people saying you need to go for an MRI you need to do this you need to do that yeah. I had blood stone every single time I was in the hospital I thought I've got no blood left <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy but yeah I do think and it may just be because we was in the middle of a pandemic but I did feel really 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 isolated yeah I think because there's only I think there's two months between mm-hmm. James and Bella and I think when I fell pregnant, I was naive, thinking everything will be back to normal. Yeah, that was me. Everything will be back and to normal. Wasn't. And it really wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking, oh, I'll be able to have my mom and Daniel, and this, that, and the other. And then it was like, you've got one birthing partner, and if they get COVID, it can't be them. And I was like, but Daniel is who I want. like, mm-hmm. And it, it was mad. But then on the day of induction... I got tested for COVID. He never. We were from the same household. But I didn't get the COVID results back until I was in, in mid-labour anyway. I got my COVID results back when I left. So, so Two days after I gave birth. So it d- didn't make sense? So yeah. if you did have it? It was too late anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. they were doing those, what were they called when you started to go to like a drive Lateral flow. Was it? So we oh, could do yeah, 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 yeah. We could do driving well at home. Yeah. But they didn't accept them, did they? So no, it has to be where you get the text off the... And then you had to go, like, we, we had to go to the race course. Oh, yeah. What was it called? I can't remember, but, like... I know, know what you mean, yeah. to go, you had to go, and yeah. someone had to do it for you. Yeah. In like a tent. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think, because no one really knew what COVID was, it made it a lot more yeah. petrifying. Like, at the end, towards the end... So from 35 weeks, they were like, you need to keep your contact low. And I was like, how? I stopped working. Um, 
I finished just before Christmas because obviously For I was like, yeah. yeah, and I was like, how do I enjoy Christmas? How do I enjoy this, that? And I was like, I feel like I've got no life now. Mm. I just felt so caged in. Mm. So I'm, I'm, but I'm hopeful that when, if and when I do have more children, mm. that my pregnancy will be different. Different, yeah. I think it, could we get. I think we are in that strange boat of it is our first pregnancy, so we don't really know any different. Yeah, like I think people who were having baby two, three, or more yeah. during COVID would have known the difference from yeah not having those restrictions. Yeah, but I think I just kind of went along with it because it was the card that we were dealt with necessarily. But yeah, I think you're right. I think if you were to have if you were to have another child, mm-hmm. I think it would be a completely different experience. Yeah, yeah. even if I was sick again I think that wouldn't matter because going through it you'd be with somebody else yeah having that support yeah. yeah yeah I think it'd be I'd be open to hopefully yeah. it being better anyway where are you and Daniel up to with that do you want another child I do he's it's the toddler stage isn't it hmm. Yeah. tantrums so <laughs> yeah. he's like no no he goes through phases where he's like oh yeah but I definitely want yeah. more. He, right now, I'd say just before James was one, he was like, yeah, we should definitely. And I was like, okay, let's wait till he's out of nappies. Mm. Then we're going to try again. And then now he's like, no, we're not having another one. And I'm like, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now he's dead certain. If I asked him right now, he'd say no. 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 But he loves being a dad, like... He was a little bit lost. He won't mind me saying this anyway. Mm. He was a little bit lost in that newborn stage. He'd never changed a nappy before. Mm. He'd never really looked after a, a newborn. Obviously, he's got um, nieces and um, he's godfather to quite a few of the young children in his family, but he's never like... It's a different role, isn't it? Yeah, completely. So it was... He leaned on me quite a lot and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answers. I'll find them or I'll make them all. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, he, he was a little bit clueless. And yeah. then now, like, as the baby's got older and the baby can say, like, he'll say poo. <laughs> or he'll say he wants to use the potty. Yeah. Um, it gives Daniel a bit of direction as to what what, what the baby yeah. needs. So it's a bit easier for him now. And he'll play, play football with him all day. Mm. Things like that, I think it does get easier as they get older for the men, especially. Whereas I think we pick up on everything. Mm. It's different. I feel a bit, a little bit like because Bella's in that phase of you can't just play with us, you can't tell you what's wrong. Yeah. The idea of going back to not having that terrifies me. Yeah. Whilst also having to deal with that and Bella. Yeah. <laughs> makes me go. Ooh. I don't think I could go. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. You'd probably find me in a ball in a corner. <laughs> Yeah, but then I sometimes go, I keep going, okay, well, maybe when she gets to she's three and she goes, she's going to preschool, but then is it going to be even more difficult? I just don't it's know. If, I just don't know what the answer is. is. Yeah, yeah, like when is the right time yeah. to add another child into the mix? I don't think they're ever, I, even like when you have your first one, yeah, it isn't the right time. Yes, yeah. I, I panicked loads. This was at Christmas, the Christmas before I had James. Mm. I was like, Mom, I don't think I'm, I'm like ready for this. I don't think this is like 
what I'm capable of. Mm. And she was like, no, trust me. And I was like, but I could be that person that mm. it doesn't just click with. Mm. She was like, you're an auntie. You're this, you're that. You're a dance teacher. You, you do this. And I was like, I know I'm surrounded by children 24-7, but this is yeah. like a big role. And then as I start, as like when we brought the baby home and as I started getting into the swing of things, literally, because I didn't know how every day would pan out. Yeah. She was like, I told you, and I was like, don't speak too soon. So they might just lose it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I may look like I've got it together, but on the inside I'm screaming. Yeah. Because I was thinking, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? And she was like, um, always there on hand. I appreciate it so much. But she was always, she knew when to step back to mm. go, you make the decision because I go, am I doing this or should I do this? Kept asking and she was like, make the decision for yourself. But yeah, I think, and I don't think there's ever like a way to be a parent. It just... No. I think it does, you, you just become it. Yeah. That's all, that's the way I can describe it. Like I'd never changed a nappy either. Yeah. And then I just felt like I just knew what to do. Yeah. I don't even know. I know. I remember thinking at one point, whoa, how the fuck have I done that? Because I've got no idea what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then what like, the hell? at one point I was like, the washing machine, the washing machine is on, the washing basket's empty, it's put away, the house is spotless, bottles are sterilised. Baby's asleep, you've had a wash, and, I, and now I think, have I even put a brush through my hair today? Yeah. <laughs> I think I, the new bit like in something, I never put a brush through my hair. Oh, I never God. have time. Good. Never. It's always, it's never. Always, Me and my friend good. text each other, like, because I'm having days of it since you've had a shower. <laughs> Honestly. I, because it, that's what it's like now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to tidy all the toys up when he'd fall asleep or if we'd go out. Now the toys get left yeah. until it goes to bed. Yeah. <laughs> There's no point. If I'm falling over them, it's my own fault. But I think he's going to drag them all out again. And and then there's me putting them all all back. So yeah. now the routine is yeah. I reset myself overnight. When he goes to bed, tidy up, clean up, mm-hmm. get in the bath. And then I can get in bed and I know then I'm content. Mm-hmm. Everything's done. Clothes are ready for the next day. Uniform, nursery bag. It's Perfect. all, yeah. Your night routine, I think. Night routine's really important to have a successful morning. Yeah. Because even like this morning, Bella and I woke up late. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, even just that extra half hour. Yeah. Because she likes to have it and have a breakfast. She likes to walk around for not and on. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to get dressed. And it, I think because she knows that that's what we do in the morning. When I was like, no baby, straight into clothes. She just get going, yeah. no, no mummy. Yeah. No, get me dressed. It's like, no, we have to I need my dressed. moment. <laughs> yeah. My naked moment. Yeah. 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 I know. <coughs> yeah. But we were saying before, weren't we, before we started filming, that that newborn phase that you think is the worst. It's a breeze. In comparison. <laughs> to now. Yeah. And not, obviously not always, because obviously I know some children are sick or put on yeah. and they have different conditions or what have you, but oh my God, when I look back, I remember thinking that colic was the end of my life. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it is horrendous, but to be able to do the things you did whilst baby slept, you just you just never get that anymore, no, ever. You never get it back that no. time. No. no. So James, when he was four months old, got I got COVID, my mum got COVID, and so did James. James was fine with COVID, just um he just you could just had a little cough in him. Mm. And his temperature would raise, but it comes straight back down with paracetamol. Mm. So there was no like concern there. 
And I was panicking, mm. thinking, he's got no immune system yet. How is he going to survive mm. this? Because obviously it was it was told to us, it, like it was deadly. I know some people, unfortunately, did pass with it. So I was panic. I was in panic mode. Mm. And um, after that, so he, I think he had COVID for like four or five days. Once he was negative again, he started getting really poorly. And I was thinking, is this the tail end? Is this just mm. like the last wave of COVID mm. that he's got? Um, so I rang Smithdown Children's mm. Walk-In. And they were like, bring him in. We'll just see him. Mm. If he's negative, then he can come in. I was like, yeah, okay. So I took him in. They were like, could be a bit of a viral because he's had that. Mm-hmm. So I said, yeah, that's fine. No worries. You know, keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on his bottles. If he's still drinking his nappies. Mm. See how many wet ones he has. If he has dirty ones, then he's good to go. Keep on top of paracetamol. So I did. And then he started producing feeds. He started reducing his wet nappies. So then obviously I was getting a little bit more concerned. So I went up to Alder Hay. Um, and they were like... I think he's got bronchitis. And I was like, yeah, okay. They were like, you can um, deal with it at home, this, that, and the other. Any more reduced bottles, mm-hmm. anything like that, bring them straight back. Mm-hmm. So I took him home. And he started going like yellow, like a jaundice colour. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit. It just didn't look right anyway. Mm-hmm. And he just wasn't moving much. He was just wanting to sleep. And I thought, when you're poorly, you, you do, do sleep. sleep. So um, I ran 111. And um, I thought, a part of me thought, am I just a paranoid mum? And then they sent an ambulance for him. Because he started sucking in as well. Because he, he was really struggling, he was really dehydrated. So they took him in, took him straight to a ward um, and put him straight on an NG tube. And tube fed him overnight. They were like, we're really sorry, he's got RSV. And I was like, oh my, this is what you can be, what can be passed on through a cold sore. Mm. Can be quite dangerous. Um. And they said it was starting to become common with kids having COVID. So um, I can't, it, the relief kind of set in that I knew what it was. Mm. I knew he was finally getting the care that he needed. And the next day he was like a brand new baby. It was it was, it was crazy. Mm. All he needed was that extra bit of support with feeds. Because mm. he, he mustn't have had the energy to sit there with a bottle. Mm. I tried bottles. I was making bottles after bottles. Just trying to give him little and often. Mm. Even tried to syringe. No, there was just nothing. 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 Yeah, he just couldn't. You could see it in his little face. He couldn't be bothered. He just wanted a snuggle and to sleep. Um. And then ever since then, he had this really bad cough. And this was in the June, and then mid July, he started um projectile vomiting after bottles, and I was like, I think this is chasmal protein algae. I'm only saying this. And. Everyone was like, oh, no, it's not, it's not. He might just have an upset stomach. And I was like, no, how far it's going. Mm. It's not just a bug. Mm. Um, his nappies were very acidy. So I went to the doctors and they were like, um, I don't think it is. Mm. I think it could be. I don't even know what they said it was. They were like, change the milk. Oh, they gave me, um, what was it to make the milk thicker? Oh my goodness. Can we do it? You put it in. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I don't don't know what it's called. I've heard loads of mums talk about it. Well, they put it in and he said, yeah, they said to him, it may be just too thin. That's why it's coming straight back up. So we thickened it up and um, 
still, he was still bringing it up. And then he started reducing feeds again. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, here we go again. Um, and my sister's friend said, try him on this milk. She said, I've got two babies. Both have CMPA. And I was like, yeah, okay. Obviously, I should have spoke to the doctor first. But I thought, no, mm-hmm. I know this is mm-hmm. milk related. And he downed the whole bottle. No screaming. He went straight to sleep and he slept most of the night. Mm. So I carried on the milk for the, the Sunday and he was a, a new baby. So I ran the doctor's Monday morning and said, I need this milk prescribing. Mm. This is the issue why he's not been settling. So he's demolished these bottles. He's brought his wind up fine. Mm. His nappies have calmed down. You shouldn't have done that. And I was like, well, I have done. So I need this prescribing because mm. I know my child needs this. Anyway, um, they were like, oh, bring up. Bring him in. I said, you've done a stool sample last week. I've had no results back. Okay, we'll check it now. And then in the end, they did say, yeah, it's cow's milk protein allergy. So I was prescribed um, Actimil Pepti 1. And then I got, um, it got sent to the paediatrics team mm-hmm. in Alderhey. Mm-hmm. So he was referred there. Um, and, got a, and he's got a consultant. He's seen, I think he sees him every three months. Mm-hmm. So um, the doctor said, like, when he first seen him, he said, yeah, it definitely was. I don't know why they've held back. I said, I do get it. On the NHS, the milk is expensive. I'd have bought it if I needed to. But I just knew that it was the milk. So we cut out, obviously, everything dairy for him. He just follows a vegan diet. Mm. It's just easier. And he's been quite content. Mm. Like, he's been really good. We've tried the milk ladder a few times. He's failed at, like, stage one and stage two. But now he can tolerate... Small, smaller amounts mm. but I said as he's as he's getting bigger obviously um, his digestive system's growing mm. too so he can tolerate it it's more of an intolerance than an, an allergy now mm. um, sometimes if he's if he's picked up a piece of chocolate from someone that's not realised if it's been left on the yeah. side and he's snuck a piece he'll have a he'll have a little bit of a runny nappy later on a loose one but that's it. There's yeah. no belly pains. There's no screaming. There's no vomiting. There's no upset anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Which obviously, it's fine if he never has the dairy because he's got a full set of teeth. It's yeah. not like he's been on oat milk. Yeah. He's on he's on oat milk now, should I say? And he loves it. Mm. Milk, milk, bock. That's all mm. he wants. <laughs> he loves it. Absolutely loves it. So um, I know he still gets his nutrients and things mm. from that, especially when he was a little bit too young. But then when he moves on to the Pepti 2, which was the six months mm-hmm. plus, he struggled a little bit um, as he got to like 10, 11 months old. So as dad said, try one oat milk now. Mm. Obviously, he's supposed to wait till the 12 months. Mm. I don't think um, difference, does it? No, I had the health visitor on the phone. She was like, what, what milk's he on now? I said, oh, I've put him on oat milk. Why? You should have done that. I said, well, I have done him as mum. Mm. And he's sleeping through. Mm. He's growing perfectly fine. He's meeting all of his milestones. Yeah. He's in nursery. But like, what else do we need to do? And she was like, oh, oh, oh. And then I've not had a second sound of her. <laughs> not, I think yeah. I think she rang me not long after he turned one. And I, she said, when did he go on to that? And I said, oh, he was 11 months old. And she went, no, you shouldn't have done that. And I was like thinking, who are you to tell me? Yeah. Um, but then they prescribed him a blue inhaler. So they're saying 
the milk allergy can trigger it. Um, and then he's had a couple of chest x-rays. He had fluids on his right lung. God love him. Um, so they put him on a long term course of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. This was when strep A, was it? A. A was at its highest mm-hmm. with children. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get antibiotics anywhere. So it was a nightmare. Yeah. But we, luckily enough, the chemist that um, his prescriptions go to, they were like, no, we will no. make sure we know he needs this. Yeah. Um, then his follow-up x-ray was was fine. But then he's just had one nearly two weeks ago now. We're just waiting for the results to make sure it is fine from the last one. Mm-hmm. The last one was January. Mm-hmm. Um, so fingers crossed. Do you know what's caused that? Is it just a... No, no, no. So then if there is fluid, you'd have to get it drained. Mm. If it's not budged uh, or if it's back, should I say. Um, But if not, and the cough and the chest is still the way it is, they're going to look more to Mm. asthma. Mm. But I said to his dad, he was was like, oh, asthma. I was like, yeah, it's nothing big. Mm. It's manageable. Yeah. I said, children... The girls of it as well. Yeah, I said, seven is a really important age for children. And he was like, why seven? And I was like, I'm not too sure with the reason why. But I said, um, I know some some children do grow out of mm-hmm. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they, if it carries on past seven, it's, it tends to be a for-life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I said, it's fine. He's on a blue inhaler. He knows mm-hmm. now. I know he's two, but he'll come up and he'll get it off the bag. Mm-hmm. And he'll give it to you if he feels he like... Yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah, so yeah, he is, he's getting, yeah. he's good like that. But me and Daniel have bashed heads about, about it. Like, luckily enough, like, him as a child, he was very healthy. So was I. So it's like, when anything was wrong with James, it'd be like, but is it really, like, quite in denial kind mm. of thing? Or does he need to be seen to? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes he does. And then it's, are you sure nothing can too much? I'm like, no. There's something within you, I think, that you can't explain. Like, I know you were saying, like, you went to the walk-in and you went to all the hay and you ran one-on-one. We know. Yeah. Mum knows. Yeah. Mum knows best. But you just don't... Know how. Trust yourself sometimes. Yeah. And, and you do do that. Am I being a bit paranoid? Yeah. But I think when it comes to baby, you just know. You just yeah. get a feeling, don't you? Yeah. When you know, you know. Mm. You really do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get wrong, sometimes I've been thinking, please don't be anything sinister because I just don't know. He has a little spot here and I know chicken box are flying around and I was like, get in that box. (laughs) (laughs) Just just saying. I was like, please no, please no because he's got, God love him, his foreskin's a little bit tight. So he may need to exercise and it's just a problem trying to have him in it. Driving love him nuts. Ow, ow, everything's ow. So he's not liking wearing a nappy. I'm like, get the nappy off, get on the potty. Yeah. Um so I was thinking if he gets chicken pox, he can go everywhere. Yeah. That would be disaster. Yeah. That is not what I need right now. No. It's not <laughs> so anytime right. everyone says chicken pox is fine rather, I'm like Stay home. Yeah. <laughs> Stay <laughs> with me. Yeah. Not go to the nursery. Yeah. Oh, God. Because that's just not How do you think you and Daniel have been since James was born? Do you think, I think some people say they're stronger than ever. Some people say they've just clashed heads more. It's broke us apart and built us back up again. Yeah. In the nicest way possible. 
Because you two have been together for a long time. Yeah, well. we've been together 12 years this year. Yeah. Um, so we were kids when we got together. Mm. We've kind of grown together because I know some people do grow apart. Mm. But, yeah, I'd say it's challenged us a lot. Mm. It's tested both of our patients as parents, as people, and as a couple. Mm. Um, and then renovating a house in the mix of yeah. all of that. Yeah. But I think we needed to go through that to see if this relationship was worth it was worth it yeah and don't get me wrong there was times where i thought this this needs to end now Mm. before we get any more upset before anyone else gets hurt and obviously with a child in the mix of it but through all of that storm it's like we had a lovely christmas just us nice and Mm. chilled we spend more time as a family of three than yeah. at one point it was us three, then my side of the family, or us three and his side of the family. It was never just us. And I said, we need to make that time for us mm. because we're a family as our own. We're not all of that family or all of this family. Mm. And then we spend time as a couple as well. We make sure we have that time. Um, and... I've st- we've started, both of us have started, you know, sometimes if you've had a stressful day and you end up snapping at one another, mm. it's like, there and then, we call each other out. Mm. Like, no, don't be taking your mood out on me, for example. Mm. Or I'm like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't snap, it's just been a long day. Mm. And then you'll say, okay, well, why? What happened? Mm. And you just listen mm. and let me air out. Mm. And then he goes, go and get in the bath, go to bed. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. sometimes you need that, you just yeah. need someone to listen. Yeah. I think it's all about Steve and I. I don't think Steve and I have ever been as honest with each other. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yes, we are. No. Yeah. Yeah. And easily honest. Like, I'll come home on a Friday if I've had a bad day or if there's a lot on my mind. I'll just be like, why are we need to talk about this? Yeah. And we'll just chat about it. Yeah. We've been chat for hours and, and I'm even like, problems at work. So I need help with my job. We sat the other day and brainstormed for two and a half hours. Yeah. For me, for work. And then we talk about money. We talk about. Houses, we talk yeah. about normal everything, normal conversations as yeah. well. Like yeah. that's what at one point I missed, like just having that adult conversation, just yeah. like how's work, how you, how's this, how's that, yeah. um, because obviously when you've got a newborn, everyone's going out, everyone's carries on, everyone goes to work, everyone does this, everyone does that, mm. and you're like, what do we do next? Yeah. I remember saying, I think I did it as well in the past, how do I fill this day? Yeah. What do I do today? How do I fill these and four was, hours? And there were days where I didn't move out the house. Yeah. Because. And you, I remember thinking, I remember thinking, I didn't need that. to. I've got cabin fever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're just sitting looking at the same four yeah. walls or between upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes I'd have a nap. Upstairs instead of downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Just to change it up a bit. Yeah. 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 I know. It's not but yeah, it has really, really challenged us. But now I'm confident to say we are in a good place. Um, we've got things to look forward to. Mm. Like we've been on a holiday, but we went to a wedding, so it wasn't really us. So we come in from work one day and was like, do you think we should go? And I was like, where? I was thinking the lakes or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I want to go to Disney Paris with the baby. I think you'd love it. And I was like, Big step, yeah. Just one place I didn't think he'd, he'd ever say, and he yeah. said just us three. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Let's 
find time in our calendars where yeah. that works. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so at one point I thought there was no saving us. Yeah. But yeah, we're in, like I say, I'm confident to say we're in a good place yeah. now. How's work been? Because I know you're both self-employed. Crazy. Yeah. I went back to work when James was 11 weeks old, 12 weeks old, because I just wanted to get out the house. Mm. Um, I just wanted to see familiar faces again, because I was in denial till James was 10 months old that I had postnatal depression. Mm. Um, I knew full well mm. I wasn't me. Well. Yeah. yeah, I was suffering with all kinds of anxiety, but I think... I just carried on because I was a mum and my child needed seen too. I neglected myself mm. mentally for a long time. And then I'd lost quite a lot of weight. Mm. Um, so I asked my sister to book me an appointment with the doctor because I was more concerned about my weight, not about my mental health. Because um, at one point I was... I just wasn't strong enough to lift James. As I was getting weaker, he was getting stronger. He was getting heavier. Um. So the doctors rang. It was only a phone consultation. And I just got awfully upset. I'm over the phone. So she was like, come round right now. I need to see you. So I got in the car, drove round. And she just like broke everything down for me. Mm. And was like, you're concerned about this, but ignoring this, that and the other. She weighed me. She was like, yeah, you're borderline anorexic. Mm. I'm really worried. She looked at, like, me past. So, obviously, when you when you go on contraception, they sometimes weigh you, don't they? Yeah. So, she looked at, like, past um, records and was like, I'm really worried. Um, she put me on antidepressants straight away and I was like, I don't want them. I don't want them. She was like, it's not a case that you don't want them. You need them. Mm. And she was like, there is a high factor now of mums who had children in the pandemic mm. are more prone to it. Mm. She was like, it may not last forever. It may just be a short term. And she was like, you need to tell your partner. Mm. You need to tell whoever you live with or anyone who's close to you. And I was just like, how do I say this out loud? Because mm. mm. I'd said it to myself mm. for months. Yeah, I think it's set in. just before I actually give birth because of all that worry. Mm. I think that's where, when I, when I sat and thought about it all, I think that's where it, it stemmed from. Mm. Um, and the anxiety, it was just like that separation anxiety. Mm. It it was a struggle. Someone said, I'll take the baby for now. I'm like, no, no, no. I just felt most content when I had seen him, when I knew he was okay, yeah. when I was looking after him. Um, but... She put me on antidepressants and then the tablets that I was on because I couldn't sleep, mm. couldn't settle. I'd constantly be checking him, see if he's still breathing. Mm. Um, but to everyone else, I was fine because yeah. I didn't want to be a burden to anybody. Mm. Um, and then the tablets she put me on, within half an hour, I was out like a light. And I didn't like that because mm. I said, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm going to wake up for my child. Mm. Obviously, Daniel was there and he'd wake up anyway, but... As a mother, it was it mm. was scary. So she changed the tablets, um, and put me on a higher dosage. And for for a while, I felt quite balanced, 
what I said to myself, I don't want to rely on these for the rest of my life. So what do I need to do for myself? Mm. And it was little things like I'll take the dog for a walk on my own mm. or I'll just go and have that time in the bath. I'll get up before everyone else and have a cup of tea. Something for me in every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew going back to teach was right for me because that was me before I became mum. Yeah. I really lost who I was. And the first thing, it, it's not, it was never the most annoying thing, but it, the first thing someone would say is, how's the baby? And I just wanted someone to say, how are you? How are you? Yeah. And... Like, people, when I'd explained it to some people, some family members, they were like, but they don't mean it like that. And I was like, but to me, it was it was a big thing. Yeah. And then to people to say, oh, you're tiny now, you've done this, you look you amazing. You look amazing, you and I'm like, back. And I'm like, but you wouldn't fat shame somebody. So why yeah. go on how much weight I've lost yeah. when I, behind the scenes, was struggling with it? Yeah. And my target was nine stone. That's all I needed to get to. Mm. To feel healthier again. Mm. And I was up and down, up and down, up and down. And it took me months to get there. Mm. And then when I finally did, it was like a relief. Mm. Like, I finally achieved something for myself. So I started, I'd done a few PT sessions mm. for a couple of months just to help build that muscle up again. Mm. And I started teaching a little bit more because I was getting used to that being away from the baby, um, which is what I needed. But at the time, I, I thought... No, I'm the world's worst mother mm. for doing that. But um but yeah, I think going back to work really helped my mental health. Um I think if I'd have waited and waited, I'd have just spiraled down. Mm. I say all the time, me go- me going back to work saved me. Yeah. And I actually worry about if I have other children. Because I'm in a different place financially now that I wouldn't have to go back to work so soon. But when I still want to. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? And if you didn't if you didn't go back, how would you feel? Like as soon? I know, because I overthink everything. I already feel apprehensive about oh, that yeah. possibility. thing. It's not even it's not even on the cards. Yeah. So. And there was times for me where um on a Tuesday he's with his nan. So he was with his nan one Tuesday and I just wanted to go to Home and Bargain to pick up a few bits for the baby. Can't remember what it was. And there's panic attack outside. And I was like, this is not okay. This mm. is not how I should feel just going to buy things for my child by myself. Mm. So I went through a phase where I couldn't be anywhere alone. Mm. Whether that was with someone else and the baby or at least the baby. Like, mm. I knew when I was with the baby, I had to feel calm. I had to be calm. Because mm-hmm. obviously they pick up on yeah, they do. on anything like that. And um, don't get me wrong, I, I've had a lot of support around me. But I'm that person who doesn't like that fuss either. Mm. I, and then Daniel got to a point where he knew, like, let's just go for a walk. Let's do this. Let's do that. Without saying, like, it was like he was... Speaking to me in my own mind without me having to say, like, I feel like crap today. Mm. So he'd say, let's do this, let's do that. Mm. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. Um, and I got into that routine of going to work, doing this, doing that. Too. And it, that wasn't what I needed. I needed that, as I say, that little break mm. every now and again. Um, and I found going out and drinking alcohol, it's just not for me anymore. 
not that like it's an issue it's just alcohol is a depressant in itself mm-hmm. so that alone was just making me feel worse the next day and then it was like I'd struggle then to get back into the swing of things for the rest of the week so now I know like it's okay to drive mm-hmm. you can still have just as much fun mm-hmm. and other people now realise yeah. that I'm not just boring for not drinking I don't drink I never have really, to be honest. I'll have the occasional cocktail, but literally. Yeah. It genuinely doesn't even enter my head as, as options. Yeah. As, as, as long as I've got good company, yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. I'm going out for food. I'm not going out for yeah. drink. Good food. Good food. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's literally all that matters for me now. But at one point, I used to love going out drinking and this, mm. that, and the other, and people just see us, oh, now she's all Everything's changed. Now. Yeah, and I'm like, no. Yeah. And then it's like, well, what if I'm hungover? I have a child, so I have to. Yeah. I mean, I've never been in that position, but I can imagine it to be hell on earth. Yeah. Done it once. Being ill last week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. With a child. Being ill with a child is just... It's painful. Makes you feel ten times worse, I think. Ten (laughs) times worse. Yeah, because you you can't just relax and switch off and go to sleep. Have a bath and chill out. It is impossible. You've still got to drag yourself up. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to talk about that I haven't asked you about? Don't know. Don't think so. Okay. It might come up in the next little thing anyway. But yeah. if you um thinking back to before you became a parent, yeah, what's one thing you wish you knew about parenting before you became one? That there's no rules. Like you've just got to. It's all down to you, Mum. I think you just go. Go with your gut. Always, like, at first, when I found out I was pregnant, I, you automatically think, like, there's ways of doing this, there's ways of doing that. Mm. People have their opinions. I think if I could go back, I'd say to myself, don't listen to anybody. Mm. Because even, like, certain family members, you'd listen to them because it's your family. Because you think... Yeah. yeah, you don't want to offend someone as well. No. And it's like, no, I'm mum. I think you develop that as well, though, once baby's born. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember saying to Dee, I seem to have developed this ability to say to people, no, fuck off. Yeah. And you, you do, and it's as that, yeah. that cutting with people sometimes of, no. Yeah. And it was the more I said no, the more I was like, okay, so this is actually what saying no to someone feels like, because yeah. I'm actually looking after myself. Yeah. And my child. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd, like, I think if I could go back, I'd say to myself, no one's opinion matters but your own. Yeah. Do you think that would change your, any of your future experiences with children? Yeah, because I think I found some some things I did listen to, what people say, and then some things I completely done the polar opposite. Mm. Um. So... I've learned from what I've done myself and I think how I took on things. So it was like having a sterilizer doing this, you have to have these bottles, you have to have these mm. bottles. I bought man bottles, stuck them in the microwave. Self sterilized. I did because you told me to. Yeah. You went, I'm gonna get these. You saved me on loads of things. <laughs> Calpol and the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. You would just you'd message me like just try this because I'd be yeah. actually be like, I'm fucking don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, you said, try this, it worked for James. Yeah. Great. 
Right, this is for James. Great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, yeah, you end up you'll think of something something else now, yeah, because you've thought I've tried that. Mm, what else could I try? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I'd share what i done a lot more. Yeah. I remember listening to Steve. Genius! Genius! <laughs> Girl falling in a teeth. <laughs> yeah. Why does he not think of that? Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. I think and sometimes i done things I was tired. I was like, just put the calf on the teeth. Yeah. Shove it in a skirt. Yeah. But he drink it. And it, yeah. Yeah. I know. He'd take it. And just getting it in was a challenge. So that teeth you saved like, me. It was like ultimate triumph. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, okay, what is your top parenting tip? Um maybe maybe think more so about James now as two year old. So my top parenting tip someone will say no is if your child wants to be held, hold them. Because mine and my child's bond, no one can come close to that. Yeah, everyone as an outsider would say he's a mummy's boy, he's this, he's that. But my he comes up to me and just grabs my face and kisses me. And I know that's purely from the bond from the start. People say, oh, put him down. He's spoiled. No, if he wants the comfort of me, I was all he knew. Yep. When he was first born, and as I've got old, as he's got older, I've noticed he knows like he's get got his little independence now, and then he always comes back. Or it's little things like he likes to just know I'm still there. Yeah. Now I can say goodbye to him. I can say see you later. I'm going. He'll say get to work. Yeah. <laughs> but he knows like I come back, come back. Yeah. and he knows if he goes to nursery, I always pick him up. If I take him, I pick him up. Yeah. Um. He knows I'm always there. Yeah. And. I think that's important. I think his dad, he misses his dad when he goes to work. Like, he understands that daddy goes to work and daddy doesn't always come home at the same time. Mm-hmm. Whereas I try and figure my day out so mm-hmm. I pick him up similar times mm-hmm. wherever he stays. But, um, but yeah, I think if your child wants to be held, you hold them. That's a great tip. And even for me, it felt made me feel safe and secure. I Bella slept on my chest. No, yeah. When I went back to work, it was she was three weeks, but I went back for two and a half days. Mm-hmm. So it literally felt like the other time was just soak it up. Yeah. So I can And I loved it. skin to skin. I absolutely loved it. Are they, that's why Bella loves being naked. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. Like James still, James yeah. gets in the bath with me now. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah. He absolutely loves it. And yeah. like he'll Mosey on into me and yeah. snuggling, then yeah. if he can't, he'll have his hand here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. He just likes to know I'm there. Yeah, and Bella falls asleep, rubbing my ear. Yeah. On you. So yeah. But yeah. And then now, now that he's older, there is times where he'll come and he'll snuggle into me, and I'm like, oh, I miss this. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, I know um, skin to skin is a lot for baby, but it was a lot, for, it was good for me yeah. too. Yeah. I didn't think I did it enough. Yeah. I don't think you can ever do it enough. Very true. Very true. But yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for being so honest.